Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. I am an optimist, excited about opportunities, focused on upside, surging forth, seize the day. That's my uh, mentality. Gets a bit annoying probably for people sometimes, but when looking at the future, it's hard not to imagine a world where volatility, uncertainty, and change uh, really will be a constant feature. Think about the environmental political, social, and economic landscape is rife with uncertainty. But is this anything new? And is it it fundamentally a bad thing? There's this uh, thing called VUCA. Uh, VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And this, as a phrase or as a model, was first coined in the U.S. uh, military in uh, the late 80s, and then published uh, by Herbert Barber. Um, The concept uh, was conceived, I think, by Warren Bennis in Leaders, the Strategies for Taking Charge. So this is a a TNT about about leadership and about leadership in a a VUCA world. So volatile, uh, what's that? Volatility is rapid, frequent, and significant change. In a volatile market, for example, prices, availability, and demand can rise or fall considerably in a, in a very short period of time. Uncertainty is caused when things become unpredictable, or you don't have all the information you need to, to really work out what's going to happen next. Things become unclear, and you might not have the uh, experience to be able to handle it. Complexity is when a multitude of influences mean it isn't obvious what's driving what or who's zooming whom. Decisions taken have got unintended consequences, and this adds further complexity. So take the global supply chain situation. Global supply chains have been stretched in the aftermath of the pandemic. And yeah, there was a stay-at-home thing, and that was going to impact production. But then, you know, movement of goods was slow to kick off again. We had the Suez Canal uh, blockage. Then a problem with availability of shipping containers because everything was in the wrong place. And then you get loads of unrelated problems at different manufacturing facilities. And all of a sudden, the situation is hugely complex and compounded. And then there's ambiguity, which is a sort of a lack of clarity. Uh, resulting from an incomplete picture, missing pieces of the jigsaw, or an absence of facts. So what are these words, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, represent? Well, in essence, it's risk. And risk is part of our daily lives. In fact, there is no life without risk. You know, from stepping out of bed in the morning to climbing back into bed at night, every single step we take carries risk. Every time we open our mouths to speak, every time we pick something up or put it down, turn left or right or go straight on, there's unknown and sometimes untold risk. But if you look at risk from another perspective, it's a beautiful thing. 
Why is that? Well, one, we learn from risks, and the lessons we learn lead us into progress. Number two, uh, risk-taking actually helps you to grow and to understand and overcome your fears. You know, fear of failure, fear of judgment, and sometimes a fear of success. Number three, success just doesn't happen by chance. You have to believe you're capable of it and go after it. The probability of your dreams coming true diminishes the more you play it safe. And then taking risks, number four, builds confidence and shows also to others that you've got confidence, which helps you to stand out. And point number five about risk, why it's a beautiful thing, fabulous opportunities come from taking a risk. In fact, sometimes it's that final push to the edge of your capability or knowledge or capacity that comes just as you feel like you're about to give up. It's the moment that opens up the breakthrough you've been working towards. And don't get me wrong, there's a massive difference between risk-taking and being reckless. And as a leader of a team, it's often not just your future or your situation that's at stake. Treating things in terms of simplicity, you know, retreating or denying the presence of this complexity in the modern world is not the answer. And in fact, actually retreating or stepping back or away from this world that we live in is potentially a bigger risk to an optimistic, peaceful and prosperous, prosperous, <laughs> prosperous, prosperous future than learning to navigate uh, this reality, you know, and learning to live with all the things that might uh, trigger you, the pace, the polarization, uh, recognizing that, decentralization, all these changes. You know, just got to research where the world is, is going. It, it's, it's complex and it's going to get more complex as time goes on. And there is downside to it, but there's also upside. And also, the fact there is this complexity and polarization is a real problem, you know, and social impacts in the world today causing huge problems for people. Um, and these problems need someone to help to solve them. So how can we harness the reality we live in as a force for good? Well, firstly, we can take the concept of uh, VUCA and use it in a planning phase, if you like. Um, how are we going to plan uh, to mitigate the risk, to better understand the potential upsides and downsides? We can ask ourselves questions. We can sort of use VUCA to, to ask ourselves certain questions. So if you take uh, volatility, really with that, accepting that some change is going to be inevitable and build in some wriggle room, if you like, for unknown factors. Through asking these questions, so thinking about value, What's the range of performance you're going to get when you're planning something from the highest to lowest that you could reasonably expect? Do some scenario planning. From the point of view of costs, what amount of change can you absorb before it has a negative impact on, on, on return on investment? Or if it goes the other way, outstrips your ability to, to service the demand. And then speed. How quickly could things change? And what's your capacity for either response to that or 
for the consequences of delay. Then on to uncertainty. If you can build the right metrics uh, for monitoring and learning mechanisms, um, then that can help you to mitigate some of these risks. And you can work out what some of those might be through asking, well, what do you know? And what's your confidence level? What's your score out of 10 for your confidence level based on what you know? And then what don't you know? What ideally would you like to know about the situation you're looking to, to develop or invest in? Um, and if you can identify what you don't know, what does that do to your confidence level? What will be the warning signs of a potential change in the external environment? What lead indicators could you tracks? And then will you even be able to tell if an unknown factor has, has changed? How will you be able to register that something has changed, even if you don't know what it is? Those sort of lead indicators, the right metrics and monitoring mechanisms can really help you to, to, to mitigate some of those risks. And then onto complexity. Really, this is about communicating clearly and getting the collaboration going and the right skills in place. But, you know, but what are the right skills? Well, if you can ask yourself what are the what-if or unforeseen scenarios that could have an impact on your endeavour, what could be the knock-on effect of taking this decision, either upstream or, or downstream? And if you get a knock-on effect, what could you do to put in a safety net or to stop a sort of a chain reaction so uh, you don't get a ripple effect that's going to damage your prospects of success. And then on to ambiguity. Get ready to adapt and evolve as you, as you learn and identify and test what you'll need to do to bring clarity by asking yourself, well, what data do you have that tells you that this is a good idea? What data is missing? And what decision can you make without it? Is there more than one way of interpreting the data you have? And if you looked at the decision from the other end of the telescope, would you make a different decision? So there's some questions that you can ask as part of a kind of a risk assessment, if you like, to harness really the, the idea behind uh, VUCA, to, um, to look at it from the point of view of, okay, if you've got volatility, if you've got uncertainty, if you've got complexity and ambiguity, then can you build that into a framework and ask the right questions when you're planning a new venture or a new product or a new marketing campaign or, or a new mission to see, okay, so what are the chances of success? What information do you need to, to, to make it happen and to mitigate that risk to get you more comfortable with taking the risk that you need to take to move things forward? And then once you've done that risk assessment, what as leaders can we do to ensure that we and our teams are in a sort of a state of preparedness day in, day out for the five things we can do? So the first thing we can do is we can up the visibility. When it comes to uh, vision and strategy, so often that's conducted sort of behind closed doors. And if you're leading a team, invariably the people who do the work have really great insight and ideas. And even if they don't want to sort of shape the vision, they'll have an opinion. And at the very least, they'll want to be able to see it and they'll need to see it to be able to, to, to do their work. Now, I mean, so, some decisions can be sensitive, of course. So you might need to take some, some care with, with some of that. But it never ceases to amaze me that leaders 
sometimes refuse to be vulnerable and think they need to have all the answers you know, fully laid out, fully articulated before any of the vision or strategy can be shared with the wider team. This rarely makes sense. And in a VUCA world, this um, openness means that if, or more than likely when, there is a sudden change in the external environment, and that has an impact, then the whole team can be more ready to, to pivot or to refocus. So the first thing we can do as leaders is to up the visibility. The second thing we can do as leaders is to focus on communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate. It's so important that in any of the organizations I'm involved in, communication goes right at the top of the job description of any leadership role. It's rarely possible to do too much communication, but there are a couple of uh, golden rules to follow uh, to make sure the message lands. You know, if you've got important things to share, think five things plus or minus two. And if you can get down to three key messages in any one communication, that can really help you to focus on the important stuff as well as making sure the message gets through. The other golden rule is is, is the rule of seven, which says that you have to communicate something at least seven times to make sure it gets heard. I mean, communication is a topic that is a podcast episode and a book and a um uh, well, probably more than one book on its own um but um i suppose it's safe to say never assume that if you say something once everyone's heard it and definitely don't assume even if everyone has heard it they've understood it and also never leave radio silence if things go quiet people will either make up their own version of events or they'll they'll drift out of focus you know snappy pulse communication, information being available where everyone knows where to find it. Um, that means that when the VUCA rears its head, everyone is poised and ready to act. So what we can do as leaders to make sure that we and our teams are ready in a changing world is number one, up the visibility. Number two, communicate. Number three, trial and test. The quicker you can try out a new idea and work out whether it's going to serve your goals, the sooner you'll know whether to keep going or whether to bin it. Fail fast, fail cheap. That's a, a, a phrase, I don't know where it came from, but our product development uh, head at uh, uh, New Heat always talks about this. It helps you to mitigate the risk, helps you to learn lessons faster, and also keeps you relevant. As you test, you need to capture data. If it's a marketing project, what's the lead generation and conversion rate? If it's a new product, how does it perform versus expectations? You know, make learning part of the process so that you and your team can evaluate without judgment how things are going. And if it doesn't work, you'll quickly work out why and what to try next. So point number three is to trial and to test. Point number four is to uh, pursue empowered delegation. It's absolutely vital that the people in your team are empowered to make decisions and able to make them quickly and safely. It's a good leadership discipline in any scenario. It enables you as a leader to concentrate more time on your direction into the future. And it's also more rewarding for the people in your team who really want to be able to own it for themselves and for your customers or for whoever it is that you serve. But in a in a VUCA world, your team needs to be able to rely on themselves when the situation changes and have the training and preparedness to know how to make these decisions. And then the fifth thing we can do as leaders 
is to simplify. This means simplifying the way we do things to remove those bottlenecks and take the friction out of the process wherever you can. Design your service and offer to make things easy for your customers and reduce their effort. And then think, how can we make delivering this easier for the team? Make sure you get it right for the customer. And if you do, it will help you to make things more efficient, which again reduces the cost and therefore reduces the risk to you. So as leaders in a world characterised by volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity, it does really seem to me that there is as much opportunity for upside and to really make a difference as there is the potential for the external environment to disrupt, distract us and to knock us off course. It's really important to understand that if a VUCA world is here to stay, the consequences of, of failing to adapt they actually present a greater risk to progress than taking the risk of doing things differently. If things don't go as first planned or envisaged and timescales and outcomes are missed, morale can dip. And in an effort to deliver on plan A, because that's the only plan you've got, leaders and, and their teams can find themselves becoming dangerously overwhelmed. Of course, when you know disaster strikes... Uh, terrible things can happen, and, and, and that really, really can be terrible. But that's that's not the reality in, in many scenarios where our initial sort of fight or flight mode kicks in and takes control. If we can be honest with ourselves, challenge our attitude to risk, do a bit more work up front to anticipate the potential for change, plan in time to trial and test, and then lead people in an open and empowering way, We'll be better equipped to handle it when things don't go exactly to plan and also to recognise and capture the value of the lessons that can be learned along the way. But more importantly, when there is an upside, when things do go off um, better than expected, we'll be better equipped to, to take that upside and really take the benefit and, and make a more meaningful difference as we pursue our mission. So yeah, it's important that as leaders, we keep in mind that opportunity comes from these rapidly changing times and that some change is a very good thing. Uh, in fact, much of it is. And, and no matter what your mission or business or focus, there are those times when things can change dramatically for the better and entirely due to external circumstances. And when that happens, it's vitally important to be ready for that. So leaders of the world, it's up to us to make sure that we're well-equipped personally to lead in the environment we find ourselves in. If we can change the environment, great. But if the environment is where we are, we have to lead in that context. And if we can do that, to my mind, the future looks like a fascinating and wonderful place to go. So no matter where you are or what you do, let us all commit to one, accepting that change will keep coming at us and not just to get ready but to stay ready for it. And that means, two, working on ourselves as well as setting our teams for success. Three, let's be clear on our why and be vulnerable enough to include others in its creation and development. Four, let's communicate often and with clarity. And five, let's empower our teams so that everyone can enjoy and benefit from the journey. And if we can do this, then we will be fully ready to make a difference in creating a volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, 
beautiful, majestic, peaceful, prosperous, and wonderful world. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you found that helpful, and I've covered a lot of ground. You've got to serve someone to be someone. So have a great day, um, and I look forward to uh, seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.